she was sexy so, and she knew it. She was a, I think she was a legit sex worker. She was. Dun, 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 dun. And it's a scene that many of us, you know, rewound and played. We and remember. Rewound and we played. Remember. And then rewound and played. And then rewound and played. Yeah. I'm fighting with a chair. I look really weird. It's great. I'm just going over winding and playing about Jamie Lee Curtis um, in training and places. Lee Greetings and salutations. And welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the Digital Safe House. I am one of your three co-hosts, the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, and I'm joined by these lovely two, lovely two people that I have in my life that I, whose faces I enjoy seeing in my screen, who I'm running out of nice things to say about you two, but there's plenty of things. My brain isn't working fast enough. First, we go to the lovely, the talented Miss. Not Tom. This is Amy. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. Miss. Hey, that could be a near miss. It could be an almost miss. You never know. (laughs) You don't know what you're missing. (laughs) But wow. I will, of course, be a terrible, terrible segue and passer of microphones to the incomparable, the mm. undisputed Ooh. magic maker of keeping things weird down in the SoCal. It is. Arguably. Arguably <laughs> all those things. Uh, it is Tom, uh, corporate oversight thing. Uh, yeah, Tom over here from NerdOn. Uh, joining uh, the two capeless crusaders here tonight. Yes, yes, Tom is undisputed. I like the word usage there since it references WrestleMania because right now the WWE undisputed universal unified champion is the head of the table, the tribal chief, the leader of the bloodline, Roman Reigns. And I'm just going to go, hmm. I like saying that. That was interesting the way it finished. Jabroni. Can I be called Tony Jabroni? Yeah, you can. Do you want to be Tony Jabroni? As I'm wearing the shirt of his big cousin, Dwayne, here. Uh, And, uh, huh? You mean High Chief Peter's baby? (laughs) Yes, High Chief Peter Mavia's grandson, the son of Rocky Johnson and Atta Johnson. I just like saying their names. That's all. Anyway, we are your number one allegedly, supposedly, heard to be, tweeted about, and hashtagged repeatedly in podcasts for anything comic book related. Uh, And of course, this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. Patreon. The Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always popping over at nerdon.tv slash Discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. Check it out all at nerdon.tv slash Patreon. It'd be like joining the bloodline. If you join the Patreon, it's like really? you are the Uso brothers with their cousin oh. Roman Reigns. That's what it'd be like, like if you join the Nerd on Patreon. Because you know Couldn't why? Could I just be Cody? Because we're the ones. See, I'm putting, see, Tom, I'm putting my a one in the air because that's what they do because they say they're the ones. We're the ones. And all the fans, even though they're heels, all the fans put up the one because they're heels. They enjoy watching. They put the one up in the air. Can Tom, I just you know, that McAfee? Tom, you're not doing a Pat McAfee's awesome. I, Pat McAfee. I want to be Pat McAfee. Badass. I want to be Pat McAfee. Love I Pat want to be. McAfee. I want to be He's Cody. He's living the dream. Oh, Cody was. Cody's living the dream. 
as Tom's the American right. Nightmare. Tom has no, no idea. I, I know the I, Pat I, McAfee show. Oh, you do? Okay, Pat wrestled I know, I, at WrestleMania. I know, I know people who know sports. Yeah. <laughs> I know people Go who sports. like guys Go who sports. play with balls. Yeah, good. <laughs> Pat McAfee had a match at WrestleMania, and he lit it up. He was doing black backflips off the top rope. He was he, he was bouncing jumped. around that ring. He took hits. From the ring yeah. to the top rope. He straight up, straight just jumped Guy that Guy had sucker. skill. He knew he was on the main stage, and he let it all out in front of 76. 7,000, and it was beautiful. And all he is is a SmackDown commentator. But the man put on a show, even had a beer with Stone Cold. He then got stunnered, but he still had a beer with Stone Cold. <laughs> he Stone also Cold came back, too. That was awesome. Kind of fought Vince. Kind of fought not. Vince. We don't, we don't know what that was. I'm still on in the intro of this episode. You know what? For anything related to the Capeless Crusaders <laughs> oh, and Nerd On, you can head on over to thecapelesscrusaders.com or nerdon.tv slash thecapelesscrusaders, your hubs for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all our content as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family as I hop back in that Discord and talk about the wrestling for those of you who are interested. It was boom, really boom, good. boom. <laughs> Steve's and I actually were like, texting back and forth i'm sorry it's been so long i haven't tom, seen you and then tom, literally we were texting back and forth amy now happen. knows the true true amy knows she, the true true like caitlin she speak the true true caitlin and amy speak the true true it's fantastic they know about the wwe and the wrestling and wrestle he just wants to see if we can all cosplay you know and i'll be china and I then he gets I, barry Barry as Triple H and myself as Shawn Michaels and Amy as China in the 1996-97 iteration of Degeneration X. Manderson could be Rick Rude when he wore a suit and carried a briefcase. He was like their bodyguard. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sounds like uh-huh. yes. I'm just saying. I put on a wig. Barry has the, has the hair already. Oh, he'd have Anyways, to everyone, again. you are listening to me ramble about WrestleMania. <laughs> it, was a good, is, it was a good weekend. It was a good WrestleMania. and uh, But this episode is not focusing on wrestling. I know. Rumor you'd think it was, but it's not. Rumor uh, has it. This is episode 186, where we go over the comic series Moon Knight Volume 1 from the Dead, written by Warren Ellis and drawn by Declan Shelby and Jordy Belair. Those that's going to be our main topic tonight. But first, as we always do, we an do. episode of the Cables Crusaders, well, 90% of the time. We do. Uh we do this uh, thing where we go, you know, um uh, I think it's called uh around the horn. Mary Poppins. No. Mary Poppins. Not Mary Poppins. <laughs> I mean, we could go back. I'm Mary Poppins, Poppins y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Round the Horn is where we dress up like Mary Poppins and Hell sit yes. around a table and talk about the comics we have read since our last episode. Now, mm. uh, while I did read one last episode, I fell behind again and did not read one besides our homework topic for the evening. You know what? Damn there it, was WrestleMania, Steve's. and I was I was Steve's, catching up on the There was WrestleMania, wrestling. and I was still there. I did both. I was watching all the watching I, I watched Do you all watch AEW? Do you watch AEW? I, Exactly. Lucha. <laughs> so, I'm but do you, but on do you it. read comic books for your comic book but podcast, you read, Steve? Though? I, I, I do. I, I read the main Are you one. Reading, I read the main one. I, the main <laughs> the main one. One. I didn't oh read gosh. extra. Uh, so I'm going to leave it to the people who are much uh, higher than me in the comic book world, especially the one with the smarter glasses than me right now. I'm blind. Uh, so am I. <laughs> At night or just in general? <laughs> Uh, uh, at night, I have um, small eyes. Does that count? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
You're smarter than all of us, Tom. You are continually pursuing your dreams. You still got 2020 vision. That is the brilliance. I want to mark that, please. Okay. Everyone, I'm the Asian guy. (laughs) I say these jokes so you can feel okay about your minor racisms. (laughs) I'm I'm the Jewish Mexican raising Pan Asian children. (laughs) I approve Tom's message. Uh, I'm the Portuguese guy with possible Jewish ancestry, so we don't know yet. Um, so, uh, Amy, you or Amy. me? Who, who wants to do first? Do, do we want to rock paper scissors scissors Spock this, or would you? <laughs> you would if you, you want like, me to go first, I'll go first. If you want to go first, you go. First. I would a, a youth, vibrancy, beauty. Not me. That's you. Let's oh, go. So you. <laughs> um. So I don't know if I said this last time, Steve. Please mm. remember. Remind me. Did I? Did I mention on the show that I finished uh, a book, uh, The Prestige? <gasps> you brought up you were reading it. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did say you finished it. Yes, you did. Okay. You said it was completely different from the movie. Yeah, it's completely different from the movie. Yeah. So I'm starting. I've I've i started the 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 God Emperor Dune book. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, you know, it's really sad to hear that Denny Veneuve doesn't want to do any more than just a second book. And I'm like, bro, oh, really? doesn't even get good until like the third and fourth book. <laughs> um, so that, 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 that's a book book that I'm doing. Um, and then I have, uh, started, um, a, a darkness, a Garth Ennis darkness, Ooh. uh, by Top Cow. Um, I, I feel like I've always really liked uh, Jackie and the look and the aesthetic of it all. And I think I even played like the video game back in the day, which was just like not really what you would imagine of a video game, comic book movie thing, whatever. Um, and so I was like, you know, let me read this. And, you know, I realized, like, oh, it's Garth Ennis. It's going to be dark and decrepit as shit. Um, and also just kind of a little problematic because, you know, it, he just likes to go really so- extreme. That's the polite yeah. way with dark energy. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a little problematic. Just a little problematic. Um, I mean, the thing is that I'm, you know, I'm reading so far. This is Volume One Origins, and so they do have like a zero issue at the beginning or something like that. But it is very like, God, everyone here is just a piece of shit person. <laughs> um, but you know, it's a gangster who gets you know dark demonic powers, and he like realizes that on his 18th or 23rd birthday or something like that. That he was, his powers would come to fruition, and the moment that the powers get passed down to the next generation, that person who holds the power dies. Oh. Um, so yeah, there's that for people who are potentially down for dark and bad people with cool demonic powers. If you're not reading things like Spawn or Hellboy or things like that, like to me, I love that God. Like there's something like if if comic books and superheroes is like a very big itch for me that needs to be scratched sometimes. Like there's something more just like with the occult and supernatural and dark and gothic mm. stuff that are just like, mm. it's just a little bit more. I, I just, so I just want, so if I can combine the two, I like them. Yeah. That's good. Uh, but that's me. So You're in it for the so, so meaty bits. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Uh, Amy, how about yourself? Oh, well, strap in fiolas. Um, <laughs> So, oh, okay, Steve's calm down. Um, so, of course, I like to pay visits down to our crazy Uncle Ben at 1120 Fulton Avenue. Sweet. Sweet. Empire's Comics Vaults. Pugs are still kicking. Nice. Beautiful as always. The hot sauce shelf has been refilled. But um, I was a bad egg, and I could not handle the... Um, the longish break that there was between issue, fi- what was it, 55? I think it was 55 for 
motherfucking ding ding saga. Saga. I did 55. <laughs> Sorry. It is always motherfucking saga. Um, but I have 56 and 57 because I could not wait. And the cliffhanger on 56. Oh my God. I don't know how anybody awaited. So um, I'm right up on my saga. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. It's amazing. BKV, Brian K. Vaughn, and of course, Fiona freaking Staples. Same team that has been bringing it to you since early. Oh my God. 2010? It's got to be something like that. They are going strong. They know where they're finishing. It is beautiful. The art's amazing. And there is literally a cliffhanger in every freaking issue. So it is problematic and brilliant. Second on that list, of course, for me for reading is going to be Season of the Bruja. Coming out of Oni Press. It is a small time. I picked up the first issue. The art's fantastic. Um, It is proper. Uh, Mexican witches, but they're also being hunted by maybe an outlandish Catholic priest. You don't know. It said it really nicely. Some bad things are creeping up out of the darkness, trying to get some folks. And our protagonist may or may not be the last bruja there is, period, besides her grandmama, who is mm-hmm. uh, so gorgeous. Um, and also there's a lot of Spanglish in it, which is great. So you can pick up little bits of Spanish while you're learning. Nice. Um, and then... I have started volume two of Strange Academy. Um, so doctors think Doctor Strange, X Men. Ooh, like, Ooh, I like what so yeah. So we get Doctor Strange and a couple of the other um, the practitioners of the arts um, decide to take in a group of possibly problematic young. <laughs> um, Magic users in varying locations, backgrounds, and whatnot. So volume one came out ages ago, but volume two just came out, and I decided to trade weight for this one. Um, Because, of course, I took my biggest little crusader and got her addicted to it, so I needed to be polite and make sure she had access to both volumes. That is going brilliantly. And then, of course, because I am just a busy mother clucking bead. um, Not a bead, but a bee, I swear. I, I should drink coffee. Uh, I have just finished up again Neil Gaiman's American Gods because mm. that is possibly one of my favorite books that he's ever done. Um, and now officially I can finally start the Stars series, even though I've listened to the audiobook reading, the, the uh, theatrical book reading, much like Sandman, Chew. Tom knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... It's great. Also, to put a feather in my cap of things that I've never seen but finally did see, uh, Steve's, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I finally saw that. Dylan. Oh. <laughs> Dylan. Tom got it. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm the real movie guy. I'm like, <laughs> there's Tom. Why, why am I a son of a bitch? What the fuck what, what did I do? <laughs> I drank yeah. it with an accent. You son of a bitch. Okay, there it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm so used Yelling. to Barry being the one on here that says it. So you say, I'm like, what is she? Is she yelling at me? What did I do? And Tom, what did, what did I do this like, time? You Tom's saw like, Predator. I know exactly what it is. I saw, you Predator. saw Predator. Nice. And what'd you think? Oh my gosh. So Alan Silvestri. Manliest. <laughs> so manly. Mm. Um, there was newfound understanding to the Toy Story toy of terror sequences <laughs> where combat Carl Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers does not have a hand I was like god damn it I understand <laughs> and then I love Carl Weathers anyway after seeing Rock mm-hmm. I was just like oh my oh, heart Apollo. you got Apollo. me yes and I had seen him in um, Happy Gilmore and everything else so I was aware of him but it's like getting down to them roots um, 
Alan, my one, my one biggest complaint, like it's fun. You can watch it. I'm mm-hmm. so glad that, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was not the giant pink alien in the monster, like in the monster costume they originally planned for. Google that one. To- I think Tom mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know. Um, but Alan Silvestri, I love him as a composer. Mm-hmm. But yep. there were moments when it's like, we're sneaking through the jungle, sneaking through the jungle. <gasps> gorilla camp. Look at this gorilla camp. Gorilla camp. And I'm like, God damn it, Alan Silvestri. You're brilliant. What the fuck is that? So, yeah. That was my complaint. Did you? Did you did you I mean, do you know who career. did the do you know who did the voice for the predator? The clicking? Yeah. It's the guy who who did who was flying the um the helicopter at the end. But my brain goes, was he the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine? It's Optimus Prime. Yeah. Shut it's up. Peter Cullen. Uh-huh. God damn it. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, he did the laugh he, too, yeah. He, uh, I think so. I, think he's uh, I just know well. that when he did it, he had like a very sore throat. And so when he came into Fox, they were like, we need you to be like this crazy, scary monster. And then uh, he was like, can I see it? They're like, no, NDAs. <laughs> and then he's like, it. I need to be able to see what it is. And then when he saw it, he's like, oh, it's one ugly creature. And then um, he's just like, it just reminded him of a horseshoe crab that was flipped upside down, bubbling yep. up. Yep. And so he just went and all that Ooh. stuff. And then so he's like, bring the mic down, bring the mic down. Because it was like in a giant stage. And there's a video you can watch about it. And it's, and it's really good. And in that same convention that he talks about doing the voice for Predator, he talks about how he came up with Optimus Prime. And it was about his brother, who's a soldier, who was like, be brave enough to be kind. And that's the kind of leader mm. Optimus Prime is. And I was like, my heart. Uh, <gasps> I do love no. that the Predator's voice does go from to oh my gosh that was there was just so many great moments like i finally get it motherfucker i mean i will say this also just just you know a lot of people will say like fight club or like 300 like the man movies right I think I think I think Predator is the manliest move of all Predator's time because there is no romantic interest at all. You're right. It is literally 100%. starting with the dudes in a helicopter smoking stogies and just if anything, it might be it might be pretty gay. It might be pretty gay. A lot of sleeveless shirts. You know, like there's a lot of tension in there. There's a lot of like sleeveless. Yeah, you know, people mad about their Mac, Mac. You know, like, oh my god. You Maybe know, you want to like, just grab a razor and just bring it across my cheek randomly for no reason. And just, just keep just, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. You've shaved that spot five times already, pal. Just keep going. Just keep going. It's yeah. I. Do you know what? I think I might have to agree with Tom. I've seen the other the other movies. This one, straight up manly man movie. There is no romantic interest. There is no desire except to get everybody out hey. of the of the damn jungle. And two mm-hmm. of, and two of uh, Schwarzenegger's most known lines. You know, get to the chopper. And then kill me, come on, kill me, kill I me. I mean, that movie alone has so many, like, stick around. Mm-hmm. Has and so many. You're talking about manliest. It's the manliest part is Schwarzenegger preparing to do battle with this alien. The way he's getting things set up, coating himself in the mud, holds the fire, and just yells into the night sky. Like, oh. But also, yeah. d- 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 Dylan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude. Yes. Son yes. of, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all a, that. That's a crusader it was staple. All muscles. It was yeah, all, all the, everyone, almost everyone in that movie hit the gym before getting in there. Oh, Except yeah. for the one chick that they were dragging through the the forest on the way back. He was like, yeah. "Give me the weapon." Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, I, and I will say, oh. in, in terms of the entire Predator franchise, I do like that in Predators. That's the one with Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody being That's Rodriguez, very right? annoying. Predators. The Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. Did he do that one, it, Rodriguez? 
no yes maybe 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 produced, maybe produced. adrian maybe. brody's is in the predator with an s so predators yes uh, i do like how they have um i forget her name but she's like i think the queen of her show is called the queen of something on usa and she's related to to the character in the first film Serious? and so she's like oh i know someone that survived this i was like oh good connection mm, please connection, thank you connections but, yeah kind of watch that I, I I did I did a little bit of something something you know. <gasps> Yay! I'm sorry I got you really excited, but look, I checked another one off the list of things right. that Amy hasn't seen. Episode is now about predator. No, uh, Amy, good job. I mean, it could be a predator. Proud of you. Well done. I'm proud um, of me too. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> I'm proud of uh, me too. <laughs> that is how we end round the horn with Dylan and Gilbert. An ugly motherfucker. And we move on to our main topic for the evening, the comic book series that we were assigned here on episode 186, ah, 186, Moon Knight Volume 1 from the Dead, written by Warren Ellis and artist, artistry by Declan Shelby and Jordi Belair. I shall read uh, the synopses here. Again, this was one of those where the show is out on Disney+. Plus. Why don't we read a comic that is on the same character. I looked for like top Moon Knight comics. This one was in that list. Warren Ellis's name is usually a pretty good name in the comic book world. So I'm like, let's go with this guy. Uh, so volume. You haven't read here. anything else by Warren Ellis, have you? I think I have. I just can't remember what I've read of him. Mm. I know that name, but we I know that name. We shall see. I know that name. <laughs> I wouldn't have been if it was like, uh, you know, Shlemiel Shamakal. I don't know who that guy is. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> book, but Warren Ellis, I know. <laughs> First off, the synopses provided to you by Goodreads.com, not a sponsor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the like, corporate space there didn't like that one. Uh, <laughs> Mark. Oh, oh. Warren Ellis. <laughs> now he remembers. Well, no, because I know he did Extremis. And then mm-hmm. I was like, where else do I know? Oh, well, like, there oh, it is. Cast- the Iron Man Extremis? Yeah, that's what I read. I read that, and then and then he did the Castlevania show, and then I remember like, oh, there's also not great news about him lately. So, oh no, I didn't do that part. (laughs) Read the synopsis. Synopsis. I didn't do that that research. Synopsis. I need synopsis. Talk talk about the moon. Talk about the night in the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Moon Knight from 2014. (laughs) Uh, Mark Spector is Moon Knight, or is he? It's hard to tell these days, especially when New York's wildest vigilante protects the street with two-fisted justice and three, that's right, count them, three different personalities. But even with the mystical force of Egyptian moon god, oh shit, Konshu? Konshu. I said right. Is it Konshu or Kon... Konshu. We're going to go with Konshu. Fueling his crusade. How does the knight's greatest detective, wait a minute, save a city that's as (laughs) twisted as he is? The road to victory is going to hurt a lot. Be there as Moon Knight punches ghosts, investigates a sleep experiment that's driving its patients insane, travels to the mushroom graveyard planet, faces the Black Spectre, and takes on 20 mob enforcers to save an abductee alone. Marvel's most mind-bending adventure begins as Moon Knight sleuths his way to the rotten core of New York's most bizarre mysteries. Yeah. Good job. First, uh, night's greatest detective. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a. I'm saying, I'm gonna 
I have an issue with that. I know it's a different universe. I get it. I know. Well, you know, know. Can, can we before we get into the book and you know let, let the audiences not get into too much spoilers of a Do book it. from 2014. Um, mm. I love how story. I love how the internet is like so stupid um, because a lot of people just try <laughs> to be like, "How stupid is it?" They're like, "Bob, uh, Moon Knight is uh, DC's Batman," and it's just like. <laughs> It's like, no. That is a sound um, clip, if ever I've heard one, that needs to just be plastered I'm going to everywhere. read every negative comment on the internet with Tom's voice right there. Oh, <laughs> that's that's how I, I imagine all bad, dumb takes. And, like, Corey and Josh were always like, why do you make people sound like idiots? Like, because the one are. I'm saying, they are an idiot. Why are you defending yeah. them? <laughs> like, do you think I'm defending, like, smart takes? I, I, I will. And they will sound like, you know... Smart. An intelligent person. Yes. Um, but uh, no, it, it's to me like reading this and, you know, this is supposed to be a fresh take, you know, from Warren Ellis being like, okay, we're not going to uh, do away with the uh, potential dissociative identity disorder. We're going to just hammer it home of like there's more identities potentially and we're kind of just like, solidifying them. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way, this kind of felt like, like, if anything, this is like. If you want to be like, oh, this is Marvel's, it's it's punish. I mean, it's Punisher. It's a Batman. Yeah. It's a it's a question. It's a Spectre, all in one. So <laughs> it's not like any DC analogous to any of this. If you know, and there, I don't think there's any DC version of character like this at all. So I mean, like, I, I think it's fun when you have that, and you you know, like, you know, we and even then you have like things like Namor and exactly and and, and Aquaman, and even then they're very different characterized yeah. character wise. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's just funny that I'm like, oh, getting a chance to actually read a full volume has been like, oh, and the way that it it plays, I guess this will go into slightly like a a thoughts of the book. Um, I was actually really delightfully surprised that there were some issues that were just like devoid of, of speech bubbles. They were just Mm -hmm. completely like, here's the Mm -hmm. action. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, it's over. And I was kind of like, oh man, Mm -hmm. I would want more of this. And if anything, and I haven't watched any of the new Disney plus show and I'm to me, Oscar Isaac is golden. Um, and so I don't know how the interpretation or just overall care for the show is going to be. I have a friend who worked on the show. Uh, she works in VFX. Um, that being said, uh, Oscar Isaac is great. I don't know how they're going to do with the character and all that stuff. But I will say, I almost kind of wanted to see this version of the character as done like an animated series, like mm. like Invincible. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been really cool. But um, that'll just be like my small things. And I'll pass the mic over to anyone else. No, I agree with you. It was interesting that this first, this volume one, which is all Warren Ellis wrote, like when they go from volume seven on, it's a completely different writing team with a completely, you know, another story that continues. And this just felt like six separate stories where like Mm -hmm. the first issue and the sixth issue were connected. But two, three, four, and five are like, yeah, here's kind of like, you know, a day in the life of Moon Knight or, or some random, you know, biker gang that he's fighting the, the, the spirited biker gang and it just felt like it, it was it was not what I expected I thought I was going to get like a continuous story throughout the first six issues which we didn't get that but I enjoyed what I got it's like I got different chapters in Moon Knight's uh, beginning as this is supposed to be so I really enjoyed the way it was approached from that angle uh, Amy yeah so for me Moon Knight I was aware of the character prior but it's Warren Ellis. So whenever you kind of get signed up for a Warren Ellis book, whether you know it or not, it's never what you expect. Um, except for one of the issues where we're doing spoilers. It's past 2014. I'm allowed yeah, to. Th- yeah, this, yes. this, uh, this uh, yes. volume is as old as this podcast is. So, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it's not legal drinking age, but it's, you know, old enough. Yes, exactly. To to be at the pub in England, mm-hmm. not in America. Exactly, yes, um, exactly. So the, one of the sequences where we were investigating dreams and uh, going to the Spore Planet, that was very uh, transmetropolitan. It had that, mm. it's it super psychedelic feel. Um, but I agree with the Steves in kind of the beauty of Warnell signing up only to do six issues, understanding the stories that he wanted to tell to encompass and kind of, I would almost say acknowledge, um, dissociative identity disorder in Moon Knight in the way these stories are staggered in the way they're featured and how they play out. Um, while he is still, and this is going to sound funny to say, while he's still the same, he's not the same. In every single story. Um, and it's what makes it a really great read. The art and the movement, like Tom said, it's fast. It moves swiftly. And sometimes you'll get to the end of an issue and you'll be like, wait, is that it? And that's it. And it's done. Um, and so, yeah, it's a great quick read, regardless of if you have an hour or if you have multiple hours. Nice. Yeah. Well. Uh, so we'll go right into, again, this is my... The first time I ever heard of Moon Knight. Really? Uh, what? I'm, I'm going to say maybe Wait. we threw his name around during our podcast. More than once. But it, it never sunk into my head. It must have been when you guys were talking about I'm doing this. A lot of things sunk into I was your doing this. head. No, you're I was usually into the staring distance. down at your phone. and You, you guys go, don't talk wrestling? I'm sorry, what? You guys don't talk about wrestling? That's usually what I would do when you guys brought up Moon Knight. <laughs> I, 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 Tom and the side eyes. Both of us are like... I'm serious. I know. I'm, I'm just trying to think of like comics eight? that like that we covered that you know in in, in the early days. I'm like, but I was thinking, I was like, is he is he even in uh, Civil War? I don't think he's in Civil War. I don't think he's in there. He, I don't think he's in Fear itself. And I'm we like, read a I lot know he's of not comics. In Fear itself, but I think he. I'm gonna check Civil War, but I can't remember if he. I know he's not in Fear itself. We read yeah. a lot of comics. His name never stood out to me in the books we've read. Wow. So I, and I think I've heard him, but never really stuck with me until I heard that there was going to be a TV series with this character. And I'm like, oh shit! I guess I got to know about this guy now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like thinking of like the 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 big event stuff, like Secret Wars, or mm-hmm. like. Well, for Civil War, uh, apparently he was the most hated. Nobody wanted him. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like you know, you, you, you're looking sense. at the character, he's he's kind of like. You know, Punisher, at least he'd be like, well, at least he's going to be loyal to whatever side he chooses. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was pretty much new to me. I wanted to know about this character before watching the show. I wanted to read something on him before the show started, before I started the show, which I've seen the first episode of and enjoyed it. I mean, it's, again, Oscar Isaac. The guy puts on a great show. Um, and I was v- I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I do see, like Tom was saying, there's the parallels that exist of – Batman and Punisher, but again, these comics have been around for uh, Marvel and DC have been around for decades, and they share characters with the same roots, and then do their own little twists to them and do their own changes to it. And I gotta say, I love the approach of having this hero that has this disorder, and you know, dealing with three other personalities, and while being you know this vigilante hero, um, I really enjoyed the art direction in it. Um, especially those panels that Tom brought up where it's just action, where that's all there is. You're just, you reading the panels. Um, I, it, it gave you like this, when they, 
those moments they say about screenwriting where what the action you write can tell the story. It doesn't always have to be dialogue that tells people what's going on or some sort of voiceover. Mm-hmm. The visuals themselves can tell the tale. And that's what this was doing a lot in those in those middle issues where the action told the story. You didn't need the bubbles. You didn't need the words. You let the character do 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 it visually. Um and it just it went smoothly. I mean, it's a quick, it's a quick six volume read. It's, it's like yeah. 20, barely over 20 pages for those first five and six gets close to 30. Um, but it, 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 it flows beautifully. Uh, it was a great read in there. I, I really, if I'm going to talk about favorite parts, I, uh, I'm thinking of the panels in issues, God, it was either four or five with the, the ghost gang, the punk gang. The punk and, ghost gang with the, uh, the uh, music box. I loved the panel when he finds the hideout and mm. sees just the, the the skeleton on its knees with the gun in its hand. Just the visual, the eeriness of that shot. I, I just love the approach to it. Love the look of him just standing there looking at this 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 corpse, this skeleton there, and piecing together what happened around him. And I really loved the way that looked. The colors, the he just felt eerie just looking at it. Let, let, let's can we, can we dive into that for 10 seconds because I was kind of like absolutely I don't exactly know what happened to me it felt like so he got a conscience and then he killed the rest of the biker gang that's what that's what Moon Knight is saying okay because he had that box and it says Johnny be good from mom mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. but the thing that that got me about that 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 panel is that like the the ceiling is caved in where he is and I'm like did he superhero land and then just decide <laughs> to kill all of them? What happened? Like, what happened? <laughs> what so happened? I was like, exactly like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe there's a little too much overanalyzing here going on. But <laughs> And so, like, he, so that one ghost or that one dead body right there, I think, is fine. But the other guys who are mad that they got killed are probably the ones seeking vengeance, right? That's what I can imagine. I, yes. That's what I, that's that what was, I was taking away. Yeah. Yeah, that was... So my favorite panel is actually one of the ones right before that moment mm-hmm. where we see um, Mood Knight has donned the protecting from ghost accoutrements. Mm-hmm. Yes. With the giant bird face. Yes. With the skull. Yes. It is so, and it's a profile and there's movement in the cape and it's just this amazing, amazing, beautiful shot. And it's right before that. Um and the thing that I noted in that issue was the gentleman who's like, do, do you hear it? The music? It's like, something's calling me. It's like, when you're, I think you said something like, it's when your mom calls you home for dinner or something like that. And I was mm. just like, I was like, oh, no, no. And it's, it's, he's, I think he's torn between, they're pissed off because he, he killed him, period. We figured that mm. out. Main punk guy killed him. Um, but it's that longing to return home to the safe space and to actually, when we see the music box and it says, Johnny, be good. Also, if nobody else had a Back to the Future flashback, mm-hmm. got to check yourself. Um, <laughs> but I think it was that connection of wanting to finally do good, which is the Moon Knight, so you grew a conscience, huh? Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's really powerful. There's not a lot of words in that one either. No, I did like that one. And and the thing that it felt like that issue felt very like it almost felt like a bottle episode in that in that sense. Right. Where like, you know, these six issues, you know, it's kind of this new take and it's like how we're going to just do this show, do do this run. And it felt like, yeah, just a different way to tell this, tell Moon Knight's kind of like 
well, this is where he is now, no longer has a team of people, um, is not really, I don't know, uh, uh, doing the very hero thing, but more just like this vigilante at night kind of kind of run. And I think that's really cool. And I, I, I like I love to your point. I really liked that. Like, he, you know, he goes back to his mansion. He's like, I don't know what happened. And it's like, how do you we have so many things? How do you not have something that could punch ghosts? And then so he, you know, <laughs> it, it, it felt like, you know, a little video game logic there where it's like, you know, put the right armor on and then you could you could actually do damage to the, to the ghosts and all that stuff. But, yeah, it, it is. There's a lo- very little like that needs to be conveyed through speech bubbles, which I, you know, is, it's always a, a, a plus when I see that. True. Now, Kon- Konshu, is that the the birdhead? Yeah, I believe the, so, yes. He's the, he's the god, yeah. So, uh, nice little fun tidbit. The voice in the series, because it says in the credits, is mm-hmm. F. Murray Abraham. You guys know who this guy is. Believe me. It's Oscar Isaac's nom de guerre. No. Oh. <laughs> it, it's Vincent D'Onofrio in a bird mask. It's not that either. F. Murray <gasps> Abraham. It's Fritz Mary Fitzgerald. No. I'm going to show you his it's- face in the camera. Oh, no. Flippin' yeah. dang it! That's the voice yes. of Konshu in the Disney series. Uh, those of you who can't see the screen because you're listening in your podcast app, he was in Mighty Aphrodite, Amadeus, the Grand Budapest Hotel. He's Salieri. Uh, He's Salieri and Amadeus. Inside Lewin Davis. Mm. And he was also had a small part in the series Homeland with Miss Claire Danes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and um, Grand Budapest it, and Amadeus for me to yes. be like it's Salieri. Inside Lewin Davis, he's always worked with Oscar before. Yes, exactly, oh. he has, and now he's the voice, the voice, the voice hovering the over Oscar right now. I, uh, you know, I'm gonna say things you didn't like, but there wasn't anything that. Well, I do, I do want to elaborate a little bit more to cool Go, stuff. Yeah, I, I, please do. I, I like that. You know, to me, at first, you know, you're reading this through and. Like one reading for this assignment was kind of like, oh god, am I going to get through this all by you know uh, today? Do you think? But you also, are? Yeah. like it, it's such a quick read. And then as I was going through, I was kind of like, oh, this is going to kind of suck a little bit if it's not all connected at some point. And then when issue six comes by, you know, it's like the start of a new black black specter. And I thought that was pretty cool to kind of like tie into the first issue and. I will say there is a little bit of like this bleeding heart for someone that uh, has been told all their life that they're not worth anything. And I'm like, but that's the difference between a hero and a villain. Um, but also that's, um, you know, they do it in such the edge lord way of like, that's what happens when people love me. They suffer and yeah, yeah, yeah. with Moon Knight where he's just like, don't love me. Like people who love me end up getting hurt. And it's like, well, this is a sad life. And so like. It, it is kind of this moral for this villain to be like, don't be like me. Don't do anything like me. Like, I don't even like me kind of thing. Um, and I did like that throughout any type of moments um, that anyone's like, I think you're crazy. He's like, I am. Um, yeah. There's just a little bit of <laughs> this acceptance. It's like, that's insane. Yeah, yes, I am. I'm crazy. Um, but to, to, to Amy's uh, earlier pick with uh, the dream uh, episode yes. uh, sleep or episode uh, issue yes. sleep. Uh, I really no, we, liked... we can call them episodes. They are episodes. Pretty much. They, yeah. they, they, they just felt like little 24 they felt minute like little episodes. episodes mm-hmm. right? um, and uh, I, I, to me thought it was going to get way worse. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, you find out that, you know, the reason why all these people are having the same dream and they're all like hurting themselves is because they're inhaling 
this sporous version of brain matter and absorbing this guy's dreams. I and and they because they hinted at it at first when they're in the 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 limo and he says like, oh, I worked with the doctor prior to you, Markham, and you know mutants were you know popping up all the time in New York, and so I was like. Is this a mutant? Indeed. Are we gonna have a mutant here? And I was like, ah, oh. and so like it would have been cool like if if the guy had died, but his, that's when his mutant powers took over, and like he was just kind of stuck in his body, and then his mutant powers were like still infecting people's dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, there there is something I liked about how um, Moon Knight really walked on every crime scene. Um, we didn't necessarily see it um, on the floor or piece it together. So I mean, if you guys. At this point, whoever listening to the show have watched the Batman. Um, they do a very good job of like, here's the evidence so the audience could see it, and then here's Batman's answer to it. So mm-hmm. it's like, cool. At least the audience maybe had like the ten milliseconds to like solve it on their own. And then um, we have, and then here we we don't have that at all. Where we just have uh, Mark Spector or whomever you want to call uh, at, at the time the persona, just being like, that's it. That's what that's what happened. And um, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, okay, cool. We're not going to see it. They don't need to show us. They just need to show us that Moon Knight knows what's what's next to do. No. uh, Yeah, I liked that. I uh, issue six with uh, Officer Ryan Mm -hmm. with with Punisher wannabe Punisher wannabe super Punisher. wannabe. Yes. Who tries to. That was intriguing. The whole I'm gonna go find one of the old villains he w- went up against and become that villain to defeat him. And well, and it was yeah, yeah. It's the, it was it was a complete and again as in tying it to that very first episode or issue, we see exactly what it, it feels like episodes. I'm yeah, I've been calling them episodes. It feels like it's episodes. It's been like <laughs> Don't you dare patronize me, young. No, it does. Girl. It does. It does. Right? I, that's why I said it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that him, the first one where he's like, well, what does he get to walk on? Mm-hmm. Why is he the cool special guy? And then just that, <laughs> that pit, why did he get to do it? But you see that officer Ryan is just consistently, he's living in his own shadow and mm-hmm. he cannot decide what to do. But I appreciated the two little picks that ended up being in there that he goes when he's like, I'm going to find out and become Black Spectre. Blah, 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 blah. And then everyone's going to think I'm super special and I'll take over for Moon Knight. <laughs> and and we're like, they're going to love me. They're going to love me. <laughs> and that he went and saw Frenchie and Marlene, mm-hmm. which um, originally that's Marlene uh, ends up falling in love with a version of who Moon Knight is. And then of course, Frenchie ends up being one of his support team. Um, and so if you know a little bit about Moon Knight, you're like, oh, I know who daddy is, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry, Steve. I did not mean to cut you off. I do apologize. Go for no, it. No, 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 You're fine. You're fine. I, I, I was just bringing up, I was just bringing up that issue. Cause I liked, I liked the approach of this, uh, the, the way they show the opening of how after this cop gets told, because you're dumb, you have a crappy attitude, and you're going to be a street police until you die. And then we get a flashback of these panels of him growing up and always being, you know, shit on or not being enough or not doing enough or what have you. And how that's fueled him to be this, as Tom said, this Punisher wannabe now. Um, and the amount of work he puts in 
just to go after Moon Knight. Imagine mm-hmm. how it would have been better if he just put that into his, you know, the lead Moon Knight and or, or, or just did his job better and instead of just trying to go after Moon Knight and become the hero of the city needs. Uh, it goes as far as making a shield badge, like a shield I ID. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was I mean, that, good enough to pass. That's, right? mm, that's <laughs> dang, bro. You got talent, bro. Why are you using it for this shit? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> does the workout? I mean, I think it, I do think it's funny though, um, how there is a panel of him working out. I'm like, bro, if you haven't already been working out for a while, this one moment of you bench pressing won't be enough to beat a Marvel superhero. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like, tell that you know, to Eddie Brock. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll get him. Here's me bench pressing. Now I got him. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Okay. 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 You yeah. Have, you have a few more months and years of training. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but I, and I liked their their final showdown there when he and Moon Knight do face off, and I love Moon Knight's final words, um, where he says, "Let me uh, let me tell you a thing about me. People who love me suffer and die. I never want to be loved. That's why I always win. And it's that whole you get it." He has to be alone, be by himself in order to do the job he wants to do. It's Edgelord. kind of, huh? Edge Lord, Edge Lord. I mean, it also, I mean, because it's so recent, it reminded me of Spider Man No Way Home, where this Peter finally has to do the great power comes great responsibility and sever all ties with those that he loves and cares for because it's the only way he can protect them. And this is Moon Knight saying, "Hey, I got to be alone. That's why I win. You have there's no weaknesses for him. There's nothing, no connections and." Like the walk away where it just shows him walk off into the under, under what? The moon night. <laughs> Warren and, and, and Declan and Jordy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, honestly, so, I'm just exaggerating. I really liked that panel. So for me, um, I really also do want to bring up the fact that he keeps bringing up the fact everyone's like, you're so dumb for wearing white. He goes, I want them to see me coming. Mm-hmm. And every time he was saying it, the first time I'm like, hey, you're just being like super egotistical. And then it's, no, I want them to see me coming. Mm-hmm. And that's that every, it's it's the complete opposite in regards to Batman, if we're doing a comparison. Mm-hmm. Batman works in the shadows to have the, that sense of fear in just the unknown. So the true sense of horror when we talk about horror, yeah. how it is. That stress, you don't know where he is. He's he's the shadow. He is the knight. He is, yeah, we got it. You are mm-hmm. vengeance. Keep going. Um, but with Moon Knight, he's just like, I want them to see me coming. And I love that the fact is whether he is Mr. Knight in his, in his full suit mm-hmm. and tie, mm-hmm. or he is in his full reg- regala, in his mm. cape, Hood and cape. Um, he wants people to see him coming. Yep. He wants people to know that when you see the moon or a guy in a full just head to head to toe white, Run. you should be afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, also, that no blood ever seems the same that suit unless it's his own. Which was mm-hmm. I was like, dang, mm-hmm. bro, you and that bleach mm-hmm. and the Mystic God powers have got Oxy you on lock. Boom. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> um, but so it was really that. The more he said it. It wasn't just the fact that he understands that he's crazy. He's acknowledged it. He knows he has multiple identities. He cannot 
collapse everything together and he still wants people to be afraid of him. He wants mm -hmm. them to be able to understand that he's there to do a job. He's there to help them, but he still wants people to be afraid of him. And mm -hmm. I think the best place that we get to see that is in the episode issue, Scarlet, um, which mm. is the the raid episode. Going, the raid, pretty much. <laughs> if if we did this a long, this would be a long take. Tom, what do you think if you shot this and it was a long take and Probably. he was moving up the stairs with the sequence? We were trying to get a, a version of the hallway, the long, you know, just the long hallway shot, but it's him going up the stairs. And so in this issue, we're seeing Moon Knight. He's going to um, rescue a girl who was essentially kidnapped, abducted in the night. Um, and you come to find out that Moon Knight represents um, a protector of all the travelers at night. And so in dreams, uh, in on person, regardless, if you are traveling under the cover of night, you are under his protection, which is kind of cool to think about. Um, but she was kidnapped. He proceeds to this warehouse. He finds where it is. And then literally he just goes through and beats the crap out of everybody to get to her. And my favorite part is when he finally, you know, he does away with the second to last bad guy. Of course, she, he takes off her blindfold. He tells her what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And she says, you, she goes, your face. And he says, it's a mask. And he keeps going on. She goes, no, it's not a mask. It's your face. And he leans in and goes, smart girl. And you see just for that moment. And I'm like, uh, yes, mm -hmm. yes. And then it's done. And you're like, okay, bye. Like, <laughs> like you're getting, you're getting stood up on the best part. Like, nope, nope. Mm -hmm. You are denied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's why I feel like oh, this would be so good as like a little as as twenty twenty minute little anime little mm -hmm. episodes and oh, um so no I, I I did like that too as well as um it, it is a little interesting to kind of like try to de dissect a little bit of like well how does the god powers work and I liked that in I believe episode or episode uh, issue two <laughs> they start out with um the 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 therapy session where he's kind of like getting diagnosed and he's like. You don't have DID, and instead, actually, though, that these uh, personas that have been implanted you have actually caused you brain damage. So there is bad news. So it's not like you're safe and clear and all that stuff, but it is like, you know, your, your brain can't handle this kind of stuff. And there's not just four, you know, personalities. There's five. Um, and it is from this extraterrestrial being. And so I was like, okay, that's that's it's cool that they, you know, kept those things in there because I know that whenever, you know, any comic book series tries to, like, all right, let's kind of rehash it and redo it and change something, you know, very much like um, Alan Moore and Swamp Thing, where it's like, oh, it's not Alec Holland at all. It's just, you know, Alec Holland's memories are there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, oh, we're just removing that here. Is, it's like, okay, well, we're going to take it, but we're going to do, you know, again, just kind of uh, hammer it home of just like, this is exactly what it is. So it's so no one gets it confused anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to go off on what you were, Amy, you were saying with the, uh, mm -hmm. I do like how both are equally scary. The bat in the shadow that you don't know where he is and just gets you out of nowhere, or this bright white outfit in the shadows that is coming right at you. Both mm -hmm. different methods, both frightening no matter which situation you're in. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Good. Oh, no. Well, what I was going to say in regards to the, the therapy um, episode, we're going to freaking call them episodes. The episode. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> it's the episodes. It's perfect because we can, you can, the way they're designed, comic books are, are always to me can be taken and turned into into episodes. D 
DC has proved that consistently with an their animated series. We see panels when we get wonderful, great uh, directors and cinematographers that go, I want to make this panel in real life. Let's do it. And those moments you're like, oh, it can be done. Um, this feels like regardless of the tools that oh, it could be done fairly. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying super simply, but it could be done fairly easily in my mind. Um, with that issue with the therapy issue episode, when the therapist looks at him and says, you had enough foresight to prepay for all of your, your sessions in advance. I was like, Oh, okay. So somebody of your personalities is knows that you're what you're going through. Uh -huh. It's like, I got you, buddy. We're going to take care of you. <laughs> I kind of love that in understanding that I have a couple of friends with dissociative identity disorder. And it is one of, initially it was a little befuddling because sometimes they would forget things, but you're not talking, you're talking to the same person, but you're not. And understanding that they're all trying most of the time. They're trying to protect themselves. Um, and having those conversations can be really enlightening, really crazy, because one person can like one color and then they cannot or be triggered by something or they're at an event and something can happen and it triggers and then there's somebody else standing next to you talking to you and they don't know who you are. Um, it is something that is, can be, I, I think I do not have it, but can be scary and also enlightening at the same time. Um, and Moon Knight, I think, uh, Nerdist came out with an article a couple days ago, and I wanted to kind of ask you guys about this. Nerdist came out with an article, and they posted it on Twitter, about how um, Moon Knight does not have dissociative identity disorder. It's just a whole bunch of variants from different multi from the multiverse trying to collapse into the same body. Now, mind you, um, I have always been a massive, massive proponent of mental health, of being true to whatever your therapy you need, getting help. It's an actual issue. But this shit pissed me I off. I hate that. I hate get, that get me, so much. That's what the um, series is doing? Uh, no, no, I'm, I, oh, I, I no. hope not. And I think oh, I really hope a, not either. That's oh, a big okay. slap in the face. That I mean, this is this is a Mephisto meme all over again. This is a Mephisto <laughs> meme all over again. It is it is people trying to make you know uh, flowers out of manure, wine out of water, um, and try to be smarter than the show. Um, and I I think that's such a cop out. Um, I, and I'm I'm saying like the, in in a sense like this where it's like. If you want to make a leap, say maybe Khonshu is a personality in itself. Um, but then even like I think that's a, that takes it away because I do think there's room for um, mythological beings or supernatural beings of higher planes of existence. Um, yeah. You know, characters like Nightcrawler should exist because mm -hmm. they're openly religious. Daredevil's openly religious. Um, and so it, to me, kind of like stripping Moon Knight away of of this. Um, facet of their lore and their character building yeah. whether you want to rein it in or go even deeper like something like legion on fx which i never watched and i knew it was just good and great and it's, it's that like um not experimental but more just like not like art house where it is going to mm -hmm. work within the rooms of of his mind uh, don't I, I Nerdist? Oh God, God. Uh, no. don't no. don't do yeah. this. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that. Um, so I haven't watched the show, and uh, I just 
it, I don't know. I, I don't know what the premise of the article is. Uh, just hearing it has got me just like, oh, God. I mean, exactly yeah, so. right. It just yeah, and, yeah. I can't. I, I yeah. I I feel like there there is so much and like to me it's like oh is it PC culture? I'm just like I don't know, man. Is is to me it's just like stop minimizing or belittling people's different abilities or or who they are and you know quote unquote trying to fix things it's like how about we just learn to understand them you know like mm. it's just like you know autism isn't something you cure you know like that's exactly. not you know it's just like god like why can't we just learn to like learn 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 about people and 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 understand that instead of being like well, what if it's just this instead of that? You know, it's just a phase, you know, like you will stop liking, you know, the the same sex or whatever. It's like, ah, Jesus, like it, it, that, that stuff just irks me to the point where it's like to me, it feels like someone in, in the meeting room was like, what kind of articles can we write? And it's like, mm-hmm. what if it we is. do this because the MCU has established variants and it's like. Stop. They want, they want <laughs> clicks. They want clicks. They want you to click on their headline and read their story, no matter how lacking in source it, it, it is. They would just need you to click on their link. Um, for, I've only seen the first episode, and from what I've mm. seen so far, they're staying true to the disorder and not some sort of variant thing. They're showing uh, Oscar Isaac like tying himself to the bed and taping the door to make sure he's not getting up and uh, to know if he's getting up and doing stuff. So uh, as far as I can tell... They're staying true to the disorder that he has. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, um, before we started recording, uh, Steve and I were talking about different directors and doing certain things in their films. And it just comes across the wrong way. And whether they 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 see it as that or if they are racist, like, I don't really think they are. It just they, they wanted it this way and it came across the wrong way. Like, I think this article, they were probably like, oh, let's just have some fun with it. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, it comes off like you were taking away something from this character that yep. is one could be important for other people. Um, and I mean like even things like Kamala Khan uh, in myth yes. in the Marvel show um, and her powers changing how they work. It, you're not taking away the fact that, you know, I, I don't think they're going to call, maybe they will call her inhuman. I don't know, but they'll like, you know, like, I don't know. You like, and I, I don't have know what fighting the, words with that, Tom. Like that's, Oh, you know, but like, not- but, Go, 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 yeah, go. No, no, Keep yeah, talking before I, I, I try to do this. No, you're good. I I, I just feel like, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like if they went to like, they they like, hey, let's roll retrospective onto WandaVision. It's like, well, what if, you know, she was just accessing bigger powers and that's why she is like, no, don't take away trauma. Don't take away yeah. her journey. Like, that's mm-hmm. just so debilitating. It's kind of like what happened with the Game of Thrones showrunners. We're like, she's strong because she got raped. It's like, no, God. God. Mm-hmm. Like, it's how do you regress? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's, it's it's that kind of stuff where it's like, don't take things away from characters that, like, make them more rich. Um, and, it, you know, th- there's, you know, that dumb review that came out about, uh, you know, turning red. And it's like, you know, this isn't oh. for me. And, you know, it's not for a lot of people. It's like, eh, that's okay. They're you it's know, like I remember, I like I, watching things that aren't for me. Well, that's like, stuff I, I like to watch. And one thing I really enjoyed about Wonder Woman, I was like, man, Themyscira feels like a really cool place to be yeah. that I will never have access to go to because I'm a dude. Hell yeah! And mm-hmm. it's like that's okay. Or Wakanda. Yeah, I was like, that's okay. That yeah. there are spaces for people that it's not like we don't like you, but it's like it's it's them. It's for them, and so it's like mm-hmm. if it's not for me, then it's okay. Like I don't know. It's just that. Yeah. Man, that that review like that that said that part that it's it's not directed for me. So fucking what? 
Stop watching movies and content that only go to you. Try things that are out of your fucking circle. Go watch something that usually bugs you or annoys you and see if you can see the other side. Sit your ass down in independent film class and watch Eraserhead and see how much time is spent on one fucking shot where nothing is happening, where you get uncomfortable and realize, hey, this is a part of cinema, being tested, being uncomfortable for a moment, seeing a different viewpoint. That's what you should be watching in these movies. And that's what, maybe because I sat my ass down in an independent film class and watched Eraserhead, is now I can watch any fucking movie, sit through anything, and actually find something I like about it. And reviews like that, I'm going to get mad. Reviews like that piss me off that it's not directed toward me. I don't care if I was like that. I'd only be watching fucking Portuguese soap operas filmed in Portugal. I'm watching things that are outside my bubble because I want to be entertained. I want to be tested. I want to see something that I might end up liking that I would not have liked if I just stuck in my bubble. So fuck that review about Turning Red. Which, side note, Turning Red is amazing. So That's I'm the bottom that line because the Azorian one said it so. Anyway. Say so. It's, yeah, it, I think this the biggest thing, especially because I didn't get to talk to you guys about Turning Red. I love Turning Red. I don't care who if it's mm-hmm. not for you, if you do not feel it's for you. There is somebody in your life that needs that goddamn movie. So yeah. sit down, shut up. And if it's it's not for you, you can take your no thank you bite and you can pass it on to the next person. Mm-hmm. But you do not need to stand on your soapbox or on your kitchen stool and scream to the high heavens that you don't get this. It's going to hell in a handbasket. And I'm sorry, as a woman and a, the parent of two, you know, biological girls, I'm happy that I have shit that I can actually go, do you have questions? Mm-hmm. Because nobody prepares you for that shit. Mm-hmm. And Pixar's like, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's be honest about this. And Domishi, what is mwah, air kisses? I love all the shit that's going on with her and what they're doing over there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can keep going on about turning red. Moon Knight, because we're talking about Moon goddamn Night. Moon Knight. In regards to this, have your no thank you bite. If you watch this show and you're like, oh, I'm not feeling this, or if you have the have your little nerd balls to say that this is a ripoff of Batman, check your goddamn self. Okay, I do not see the bat getting into any higher powers or deities to ensure that he has what he needs to perform on a day-to-day basis. Unless he's walking by John Constantine. That's it. That's And and even then, even then, come on, we all saw saw Justice League Dark. We know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're, Tom and I are like, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. I I saw mm -hmm. a great thread that I was like, Reasons why Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman because he has four personalities like Batman. <laughs> he, he talks to a god like Batman. He wears white like Batman. And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. I, lo- I was like, oh, so good, so good. <laughs> Sometimes the internet could be good. Well, and Marvel, Marvel needs to to take that risk because let's be honest, the only gods that are represented in the pantheon here in the Marvel universe is always going to be Odin's son. It's going to mm-hmm. be Thor. That's it. We don't well, get anybody I, else. I, I would love to Moon see, Knight. yeah, and I, I would love to see, you know, Bost, and you know, I would like to see, yes. you know, you, hopefully, I don't know. To me, in my hopes, you know, this comes out. I don't know when this comes out, but uh, Doctor Strange, like, hopefully, we talk more about the gods that he, you know, talked, you know, mm-hmm. he makes deals with and gets their powers from. Maybe like we can see Sidorak, and then like that will lead into X Men, and it's like, okay, that's cool. <sighs> And it's like, okay, we'll do the like a true juggernaut. And it's like, all right, like mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. But you know, yeah, and well, and we're struggling. We're also struggling with that story because Eternals for a lot of mainstream there, and for a lot of I'm not going to say lesser comic book viewers or readers. I can't. I can't diminish wherever you are. Comics are for everybody. There is something for everybody. There's different. There's different strokes for different folks. I'm not going to yuck your yum, but mm-hmm. let's. Let, and I, there's no but. Let's make sure we find what you like. When it comes to the Eternals, um, Jack the King Kirby had a very very distinct type, and he loved telling epics. That is the biggest thing and why DC has epics. DC has the new gods. DC has gods coming out the frickin' wazoo. They are as much a part of the stories as they themselves are the stories. Mm-hmm. Marvel, not so much. When having the Eternals and trying to do that introduction on this side, Jack hit a wall. He he hit he's he's pushing up against all of that lore that people have come to expect from Marvel. And it's part of the reason I think there's that Eternals is such a hard pill to swallow for most people and not understanding. In turn, Moon Knight is a hard pill to swallow for people because it is unexpected. It's going into territory that Marvel hasn't done before. And people are going, eh, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can I touch it? Should I touch it? Yes. Poke the damn bear. See touch if you it. get bit. Let's find out. You're going to get mauled it. or not? Touch it. Put your hand on it and touch it. it- reach out. Reach out. Reach out and touch faith. It's a fictional character, guess, guys. <laughs> for the listeners, I, for the listeners, it, it, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, he's already at Avengers Campus in multiple costume. Oh. Like in full cowl as well as Mr. Knight. Mm, so cool. you could literally reach out and touch Moon Knight. I don't think he would appreciate it as much as no, you'd hope. But it's, it's the, not only thing, the only thing I'd want him to do is to do the Oscar Isaac dance from Ex Machina. As do you know in what? His, in if his, you in ask <laughs> in his in his Mr. Night suit, if you ask Tom, I, I know I you like you could you could go be like, hey buddy, I, I heard you, you have a that. dance. Mm. You should do that. <laughs> you should do that. Do that right there. Do that. So, oh my gosh. with that, with uh, a few little uh, of our soapboxes thrown into that <laughs> discussion, that brings us to the close of our. Deep dive into 2014's Moon Knight Volume 1 from the Dead, written by Warren Ellis and artist by Dicklin, Shelby, and Jordi Belair. If you've not read these, please go read it. Uh, learn more about Moon Knight like I am. And then hop into that Disney Plus series and uh, let us know on the old social medias what you guys think about Moon Knight with Senor Oscar Isaac Hernandez. Damn it, I knew his Are you going to f- try I, to do all his, his I his knew five all names? four names at one point because he did is it on he four SNL. or is he five? I think he's four. Because uh, Pedro Pascal has got like the same run in. Yeah. He's got he, the same he, run in. He, on SNL, Oscar Isaac did a whole skit about how his full name is these four names. And it's a very strong Hispanic name. And Hollywood said they'd pick two names. They'd pick the two whitest names. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> the squeeze. Um, so anyways, check out that series. Let us know what you think. Uh, speaking of letting people know what you think, if you like this podcast, you know what you should do? You should like it. You should subscribe to it on your podcast app. And you should leave Give a review about review. how much you enjoy this podcast. Let us know. Give us the old five-star rating. Let us know that you think, hey, Amy sounds amazing and she's full of incredible comic book knowledge. Or, man, that of Steve's won't shut up about wrestling, but I love the guy. Or, man, Corporate Tom's here. Look busy. <laughs> Why is he not Corporate Tom, though? I've always known him as the Face Tom. Well, Do I have to ask he's, later? 
He's a part of the umbrella. We're no, in the, the umbrella. I don't want him to be part of corporate. You know but what he happens is. to people. He no, he is, is not corporate. You know what happens in in the storylines when they come to corporate. No, no. <laughs> this is. I'm. I'm no. the same kind of corporate visit as like the best kind of corporate visit. Yeah. I come in. Everyone gets scared. I yeah. self-flagellate and be like, oh, my God, look how much good work I've done. Yeah. And it's all the work you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I leave. So and I'm like, good job, guys. Back to normal. <laughs> that, 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 that's the kind of corporate I do. <sighs> um, and then I ask, I ask the worst person, like, so what do you think about the culture here? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I don't know, man. And then I'm like, all right. I'm going to go get my raise now. Later, guys. Get my bonus. You're like you're like Ryan in the office after he got went up the ladder and came back the to tips. some nice day. <laughs> oh, with the frosted uh, So please, again, follow us on your favorite podcast app. Like us. Subscribe. Leave a review. And tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about me. And uh, look, let, you know, look forward to our future episodes because it's what we do here. We talk about the comics and uh, the stuff that's tied to them. So... Uh, thank you again for listening. I again am joined by Amy and Tom, who are here with me uh, on behalf of the Crusaders who could not be here. That is Dr. Barry and Manderson. Don't know where Manderson is. I think he. I think he Wait, went night night. Did he go like officially night night? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I just like one to pillow, say, one blanket. Yeah. yeah, I think he. I think he did it. Uh, he went night night. That's not familiar, Amy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want them to see me coming. I'll be well rested. Did you go? Did you go Moon Night Night? No Moon Night Night. Moon Night Night. Night. (laughs) Moon Night Night. night. So, uh, behalf of the Capeless Crusaders and the Nerdonation, thank you for listening. And as always, we're here for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Good night. (laughs) Or good morning. Every time.